Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the real life of Nisha D. Tonight I have a very, 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 very special guest. This is my beautiful friend. She's a community activist, a legal expert, and all around a good person. Janice Thomas, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Um I like the introduction. <laughs> Never really thought of myself as a legal expert, but you know, I have been in law for for like pretty quite while. Yeah, and whenever I have a legal problem or if not even much legal, but if I have a question, I can always ask you and you know the rule <laughs> of law. Right. Right. And so why wouldn't you be a legal expert if you know it? If you know your stuff, you know your stuff. You just, yeah, I do know it. <laughs> I do know <laughs> it. And guess what? If I don't know it, I do know how to research it. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Well, thank you for um, deciding to sit down with me tonight. Um, we have so much to talk about. Um, tell my listening audience how we, first of all, Introduce yourself. Tell them a little about yourself. Wow. Well, um, my name is Janice Thomas. Um, um, I am the mother of three beautiful daughters. Um, I'm also a business owner of several businesses. We have a driving school, and of course, I have a, a, a firm called Legal Outsourcing, where I do a lot of contract work with um, attorneys, and I also uh, support pro se individuals um, with whatever they may have. And I'm also involved, I have a nonprofit organization, and that's called Discovering You. Mm -hmm. And... um, I found myself um, just getting involved in education. Um, that's a path that I did not know that I was going to ever end up there in education. Um, but right now, that's what I'm, my heart and passion is. Um, the journey of discovering you, the nonprofit, is uh, is really a, a very pa- a passion of mine. Um, I care about children. I love children. Um, Man, just just you know, helping anybody along their journey, you know that's that's what's in my heart to do. Um, I'm a daughter. <laughs> um, I am a sister. Um, I mean, I'm a strong black woman. I mean, I'm a friend. Um, I'm definitely a, I'm that parent. I'm that person that anybody can come to. I have a big heart, open hearted. And um, there's just no limits on who I am. I just never know who God, you know, would, uh, in what way he would use me from one day to the next. Um, but uh, that's so far, that's what I can tell you. And I'm a leader. I'm definitely that. I know that I'm a leader. Yes, you are. <laughs> I always, you know, whenever my guests come on the show, I always... Um, ask them to tell the listening audience how we met. Could you please? I mean, y'all. Do so 
Now, we both grew up in Fifth Ward, Texas, right? Right. My sister. And um, I ended up at this law firm that we both worked for. <laughs> and uh, one day we were sitting in the break room and we had a mutual um, co-worker. Tell them the story, Janice, if you remember. The co-worker? No, on how we met at, at the law firm when we were in the break room. Yeah, I mean, I kind of remember it. I remember you, you know, when you was working in the front office and every time I would come in, I would see you and I would speak and you said I was like real nonchalant. But, you know, I remember coming in the back, in the in the break room and uh, I, I really can't remember how we started our conversation about Fifth Ward. But I did uh, ask you, did you know that person? And you was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So, yeah, we had a common uh uh, friend that we all knew that everybody knows so <laughs> and and from that point on I mean we just we we just begin to stick together and we learn more about each other and just being from Fifth Ward being graduates of uh, the historic Phyllis Wheatley High School I mean and um, you know it's like we, we just mutually just became more and more attached to each other Yeah, I, you know um, we were sitting in the break room right mm-hmm. and we had a co-worker and she was she was asking me um so where are you from I said well I grew up in Fifth Ward she said oh my god I used to work at a bank in Fifth Ward I never thought you was from Fifth Ward I'm like so where did you think I was from like Missouri City or Sugarland somewhere I was like uh no she said because you don't act like you from Fifth Ward and that and <laughs> always pisses me off to say when people tell me that I don't act like I'm from Fifth Ward. Um, what does a person from Fifth Ward supposed to act like? How do they supposed to look? You know, it's it's always that, that I always get that you don't act like you're from Fifth Ward. I am from a historically black community where my grandmother moved to where my moms and uncles and cousins were raised, I am black. Definitely. You know, nope. you know, with you telling this story, I mean, I'm I'm trying to figure out what was my response because I probably asked her, what did she mean right yeah, there? <laughs> yeah. You from Fifth Ward? I was like, yeah. You was like, okay, you said I'm from Fifth Ward too. And um, we we clicked, we clicked off right then. Then you know, the mutual friend that everybody knows. You know, right, right, right. I, my my friend, our friend, I call him my brother. Um, that 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 everybody knows. You know, mm-hmm. Mr. Himself, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Real Estate Himself. You know, and um, I always. Always speak highly of of um, being black and being proud of being black. Right. 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 Um, you're a community activist, and you're very passionate. When I tell you all, Janice is so passionate about the neighborhood we grew up in. Her and I, I'm very strong minded. She's very strong minded. Right. Right. And um, she was having this issue with certain people on the board right Mm -hmm. and 
I was like, well, the problem is, Janice, everybody wants to be a chief, but nobody wants to be the Indian. And I didn't like how um, they were trying to handle her because when you know your stuff, you know your stuff. And one thing about God is God places you in this hot pot. I always say, well, God, God will place you in a hot pot just to show you you can handle anything. And um, we would we would converse back and forth because iron sharpens iron, right? Mm-hmm. And I, Janice, you need to run for board. Period. <laughs> you need to run for board. I will back you up. I will take time. I, I will back you up because you know I'm I'm very smart and I can read a person from left to right. But Janice, tell us why are you so passionate about? Phyllis Wheatley High School. I know why I'm passionate about the beautiful people of Fifth Ward. But tonight is the, it's it's about community. It's about being a black woman and owning several businesses and also being a legal expert. Could you let my listening audience know? what they're trying to do with the historical Black Fifth Ward and what what they're trying to do and what they're doing and how some of our um, people who grew up in Fifth Ward was educated at the same high school we were educated at, have not stood up, have not said anything. And I always tell people, you don't move out your neighborhood. You buy your You buy it back. What is the problem we're having right now? Well, right now, uh, Tanisha, the Fifth Ward has been gentrified. I mean, I mean, they have new houses uh, just coming up left and right. I mean, and and this is not something that just happened overnight. I mean, this is something that was planned. I mean, just because you can see about how rapidly things are are changing out there, right? Mm-hmm. And um, but you know, I I got back in Fifth Ward, and you know, yeah, you're right. I grew up there, and uh, I left Fifth Ward once I graduated from Phyllis Wheatley and went on and started my own family, and you know, but God always brought me back, you know. And um, because, as you know, I was the president of my class, you know, the graduating class of 1986. So Mm -hmm. I would come back and, you know, do our class reunion. But this time when I came back for our 30th reunion, I got stuck. And uh, it's like now no wind, nothing was going to move me uh, from uh, what was going on. I mean, when I think about Phyllis Wheatley, I think about Fifth Ward because you cannot separate the two. Fifth Ward is Phyllis Wheatley. Phyllis Wheatley is Fifth Ward. And, you know, we had some great people, past and even present today, that's that's graduating and going on to become doctors and lawyers, that's working in the government, that's building businesses that are you know, educators. Um, I mean, great. I mean, Fifth Ward and Phyllis Wheeler has been the birth of so many great people. And so this education path that I got on, you know, it had to do with the them identifying Phyllis Wheatley as 
one of the failing schools, the school that trigger the law and that could possibly close. And I'm like, wow, how can you just close down history, right? And and because it inspires so many people, how can you close this down with so many memories there, right? Now right. I, I don't I don't object to change, right? Because you know if change is, is to improve and make better, that's good. But you don't have to wipe out our history. And so that you know that's that's how I got involved in it. And you know, and as I continue to walk that educational path, and my passion, my passion is really for people. And people say, Janice, what you about? And you know, why you do this? You know, I'm about I'm about purpose, you know, being in motion. I'm that you know, being just doing something, right? Doing what is right. I love what's being right. And I tell people every day, I'm in the struggle. And and that struggle that I'm in is the struggle to be. And so as I looked at what, what I was the numbers and what was going on about in education. What I saw was it wasn't just it was not a weekly problem. It was not Phyllis Wheatley's problem. Um, it was everybody's problem. It was Man, the problem. black and brown problem. It didn't matter what school that they were graduating from. It didn't even matter what district they were in. It's not even just a HISD problem. This is this is a black and brown problem that we as people must come together and 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 try to you know raise the bar that's you you know i know people see me post things like raise the bar raise the bar um and that's that's really that's what my fight is about it's about the people it's not just about the school or not just about the community it's me seeing us as a group of people that that that's not um that appear to not be meeting expectations, right? And uh, mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's that's where I got it from. I mean, that's where my heart and passion is. I always try to encourage others. Um, and, and, you know, I just feel like if we can bring the resources and the programs and the activities into our community, that would help us. That would help our children, you know, to... Uh, help them become more visionary about their future and, you know, have uh, career goals. You know, you have to tap into to the interests of people um, in order for people to, you know, continue their path. And I don't feel you that know, that's Jeff, there. I always tell people, I remember I had just had my son, so it was 2000. We had a big meeting at Bruce Elementary before they tore it down and moved it to the opposite side. And then, you know, we had all these chemical plants, right, that was in the bottom of Fifth Ward. And basically, we had all supposed to have a, a settlement because it was a class action lawsuit. And now that famous um, city councilwoman, Miss Edwards, I would say that's her name. Miss Edwards, you know her name. You know her first name. Um, she uh, she was there and she was like, we're doing great things for the Fifth Ward community. And um, it's, um, you know, it's, it's great things. And I'm like, and I was the only one that stood up. I said, so basically, 
you all are going to regentify Fifth Ward, right? And do exactly what you all did to Third Ward and Fourth Ward, right? You're going to regentify a community and misplace these residents that have been here for 60 and 70 years. You're going to misplace them, right? You cannot do that. I think that the worst problem we have as African-American and brown people, we don't stick together. Hmm. And and we we fail. Now, me, I love everyone. And I can get along with a horse chewing grass, right? <laughs> you can. But my whole focus and my whole idea was to let people know that the most gifted people I've ever known came straight out of the hearts of the ghettos of America. Hmm. That's where the doctors are, as you stated. That's where the lawyers are. That's where the entrepreneurs are, the herbalists are, the engineers are. They're all in the ghettos of America. And the problem is, and you know, you tell me if I'm wrong, but when certain people, when we get a certain um, age, and we start making a certain amount of money. Some of us forget where we come from and we move out. Why move out the neighborhood you grew up in? Why don't you move back and buy it back? You know, I think Fifth Ward lost focus when they stopped saying keep five alive. Hmm. When that whole movement, when I was a younger girl, my grandma and them would have their shirts on. And, then, you know, they would have these big block parties off of Market Street. And, and it was just it was just a community thing. It was right before the um, the, the Turkey Day kickoff, you know, um, Wheatley and Yates. You know, it, it was a community thing, right? right. And, and, and my, my thing is, if we just pour back our resources into Fifth Ward, Third Ward, Cashman Garden, Trinity Garden, all these little, whatever hood that a person is from, go back in there and buy back your own community. Because what happens is they come in, they regentify, right? And I'm all for change, right? Mm -hmm. But what about the people that can't afford those high taxes? Mm -hmm. What about those people that have worked their whole life? Yep. They worked their whole lives, right? right? They 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 finally got a home, and it's theirs. Then here you come, you're putting in a three hundred thousand dollar condo next to a thirty thousand dollar house, <laughs> right? Right, right. Do you do you know how that makes a person feel who have worked their whole life? Now this thirty thousand dollar house is worth what may way more than this three hundred thousand dollar house because now you know this is when I call you the legal expert. Now we're talking about property value. Okay. It's the property value of it, of a community. Right. See, they already know they they put us in these ghettos, right? Right. And then they come back because we all know Fifth Ward doesn't flood. Hmm. Right. I, I told them that. I said, because Fifth Ward doesn't flood, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't flood. Right. You you tell people to 
yeah, we go move out here to the woodlands and and to Sugarland and this and that, and you all come back in because why Fifth Ward is so close to everything. It is right around the corner from downtown. And what tripped me out and what hurt my feelings is I grew up in the bottom of Fifth Ward. And when they changed the bottom of Fifth Ward to Ballpark Manor, I was like, no. I dare you come in here. I dare you all come in here and regentify our community and then name it something else. Mm. No. No. You you all take the 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 most brilliant minds and bust them to these different schools because it's still like it we're still like we're living in the sixties okay because we're 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 gonna, we're gonna talk about it tonight Jan it's about the busing right. right about the busing how they bust our gifted kids to different schools instead of but instead of them going right to the schools that they're based right. On. If those gifted kids were allowed to go to the school, their home school, do you know what it would do to the school and how it would boost up um, the 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 morale of the school? Right, but you understand why they they're being bust out too because yeah, there's this, this community school does not have um, what, what they, they need. need. Yeah. What we discussed mm-hmm. it, we we talked about, we we talked about that. We talked about why we don't have programs for young scientists, right? Because mm-hmm. anybody know you can go into the ghetto of any America and you will find a chemist. <laughs> you will find. We're gonna be real. We're gonna be All real. Right. We're, we're real okay. tonight. You can find a chemist, right? right? You can. You can find an engineer, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can find an engineer. You can go to any ghetto of America and find a man that will take rebuild a whole car <laughs> with just a hammer and a screwdriver. Right, right, right. I swear, <laughs> I don't see it with a hammer and a screwdriver, right, right? right? And he has about five or six kids. And guess what? That knowledge that he had... Mm-hmm. He passed it down to them. So therefore, why can't we have engineering programs in these schools in Phyllis Wheatley? Why can't we have chemistry programs there? Music. We're always talking about music. When I was going to Phyllis Wheatley, we had a marching band. That band opened up my eyes to a whole different world. A whole different world. I was able to travel. Mm -hmm. I was able to go places where I know I wouldn't have went if I wasn't in that right. band. And the late great God bless her soul, Miss Daphne Chappelle was our director. And she seen good in all of us. She was meaner than a switch, <laughs> but she seen good. She seen good right, in us. Right. You know, she seen good. You know, I, I think about um Miss Trahan. She she was nice, she was cool, but she stayed on you because she wanted you to make something of yourself. And who could forget Miss Waller? Miss Waller. Miss Waller is a nice Anglo-Saxon soulful blue-eyed soul sister. That's what she is. And she will fight for you. 
and she will push you. She will push your buttons because she know exactly what you can do. She will push your buttons. Nowadays, they hire teachers that just don't care. That's there for a check. You need to give teachers an incentive to make them want to stay and teach kids. You need to go back and you need to start knocking on those doors, right? right? And sitting down. I mean, go knock on those doors. I mean, I've 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 written letters. I've discussed things with you. I'm about action. I just don't sit down and talk about it. I'm about it. That's why I had Janice on. That's why I have Janice on this show because I remember Janice invited me to this gala, right? And we always used to go to games, <laughs> right? But this one, this one particular gala, we had a bunch of upper echelon black people, <laughs> right? <laughs> at at the hotel. <laughs> and um I'm all dressed up, you know, and I I had on this glittery dress. Yeah, I had glitter everywhere. Yes, <laughs> it was a it it was a bad dress. The dress was bad. I still have that dress, wow. by the way. It was a nice uh ball dress, right? But it was glitter everywhere. And while I'm sitting there and all my glitter, I'm looking around because Janice was being awarded. You know, she was getting a award for her activism. And you hear all this chatter and you've seen all these, and I'm real good at at, at reading people because God allows me to to see people for who they are. And I'm sitting at a different right. table, right? And uh, I, I just didn't feel that energy was, you know, the way that they were looking at this this young woman, you know, and, and I said, Janice, what is the problem? You said, well, you know, they don't want me here. I said, it's not what they don't want. You're there because God called you to be uh-huh. there. Everybody, everybody is just because people are in it, just because everybody is in these different positions, they're in there because they know right. somebody. But you were called to be in a position. Right. You were called. Um, you were called to be yeah. in that position. And and I, I admire you, you know, Janice, she'll call me and she'll tell me, Hey Kanisha, what do you think about this? I'm like Okay, Janice, give me a day. Let me think on it because you know, I you know because Janice Janice be coming with all these ideas. It's like boom, 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 boom. Like you know, it's like it's just she just and you know you you have to gravitate to it, right? Because what she's saying because she's very passionate, and and I'm I'm still trying to get her to become a board. I I need her to be on the. You need to stop, stop. Let's end this now. I, no, no, because she knows her stuff, right? And when you know, when you're destined for something, no matter what somebody say and how you might get those looks and mm, what she thinks she know, <laughs> she know God. And when you know God, you can walk on water, right, right? right? You you can walk on water. Um, the seeds can part for you, Janice. You just gotta walk through it. I got your back. I always told you I got your back. I always told you you need to be there because you know what's going on because you're actually in the community. Yeah, you know, 
Tanisha, I mean, just hearing you talk, you touched up on a lot of different things um, based on what you're saying going on, what's going on in the community, you know, what we had in our schools. And, you know, what I try to do is when I'm talking about any uh, group, you know, the, the community of teachers is I, I try not to put everyone in that same category because I do believe there are good teachers uh that that really uh are passionate about in their career being you know in that profession i do believe that but then also there there are some who who may be that just there for for that particular paycheck but one thing that i've realized in on this journey is that it's very important that parents and teachers have a relationship to grow the child to help the child um I remember in the conversation I had with uh, a young lady, she's about 14 and she was at one of the middle schools. And uh, I said, well, what's the problem? She said, oh, the problem is the parents and teachers don't get along. I'm like, what, what do you mean by that? Oh, my friends always come back and, you know, teacher calls and say something, and, you know, they, they'll come back and tell us what they, their mother said, or, you know, what the teacher said. So you got this child that's in the middle that see two adults that that does not respect that do not respect one another but yet still you know your your goal is to help this child no that's that's the same way with you know being in a marriage being in a relationship you're trying to grow the child but the parents are are saying something different by this time the child is so confused they're doing what they want to do so um you know, it's very important that, you know, as a community, we come together and, um, you know, encourage that parent and teacher relationship. And, you know, you mentioned about how I called and I talked to you and asked your opinion. One thing that I value and 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 that is support. You know, um, man, I've I've been supported mentally, uh, you know, encouraged by so many people and it's it's good that I can pick up my phone and call somebody who I know that's going to help me right to help me get out of this 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 being I'm caught up in the thicket help me get out right so um you know right. support is valuable i mean it it is definitely needed and so as as they strive to make change in education for the better right we have to support right. those changes, you know, be positive about it. Right. We need to look for things. If, if it's not something that's, that's encouraging or helping improve student outcomes, you know, it's like, I'm not going to entertain it because my goal is to help improve the student outcome. We want our students to do better. We want to, we want our black children to, uh, be doctors and lawyers and continue to work in the government and be a part of policies and, you know, making rules and everything like that. That's that's what we desire. They are leaders. They are leaders. There's so much strength um, in us as a people. We're a strong people, a strong, a very strong group of people. Um, so, man, it's, it just you just touched up on so much. And, um, you know, someone was talking about, you know, how people want to see unity and stuff like that, and that it, that that possibly would never exist. You know, 
depends on how you look at it. The scales are unbalanced, but we all we all should have a common goal, right? And that common goal is where we're unified at. Unified at. You know, it, it's all about mm-hmm. accountability. And and I feel that if I say I'm my sister's keeper, right? Mm-hmm. And if my if I am my sister's keeper and my sister say, I need you to come knock on some doors with me and talk to some parents or talk to some teachers, then I'm going to do just that. Because no. like I said, you got to, if you want something, you want to have a lasting foundation, right? You want something, you want these. I am a, I'm a very proud black woman, right? I, I grew up in the heart of Fifth Ward. Everything I learned didn't come from what mm-hmm. was taught to me. I had to sit down and read books upon mm-hmm. myself, right? I had to sit down. I had to listen to different lectures of Dr. Henry Clark, um, Dr. Dick Gregory. I um, listened to old tapes of Malcolm X and, and uh, Marcus Garvey and, and, and hear Nina Simone and Eartha Kitt. I had to go to my ancestors, mm-hmm. right? Because they are our ancestors and, and, and I had to see how they led, right? And, and Janice, you have a leadership. You are called to right. be a leader, right? And, and as a leader, you're doing what you're supposed to do. You do not need to be afraid on this journey because, baby, God is about to part the Red <laughs> Sea for you. And you right, just got to walk right. through I it. I appreciate it. You yeah. got to walk through it. You you gotta walk through it. When 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 um when Joe when um when Joseph was getting ready to go to the mm-hmm. walls of Jericho, he didn't he have to did he did he call uh he didn't call uh some people that couldn't walk and pray with him. He had some people that's gonna right. pray for him, right? You gotta have the name the the walls came tumbling right. down of Jericho, right? You know, um, you you just got to remember, Oprah had right. roof, right? You know, and she didn't right. leave her side, right? So, you know, you got to have, you got to always say, my circle has no squares. And it's so important that you have a circle. That mean that, that, that tight knit, that circle that, um, that mm-hmm. can't be broken because when you get ready to go to war, you're going to need you a strategic captain. You're going to need a general. You're going to need a sergeant. You're going to need everyone that is that specializes in something to that that is going to go to war with you. That's the only way that you can win. And right now, we are at a war mm. with ourselves. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, and I, and, and I know people are like, what do you mean? Black and brown people are at a war with themselves because there's so much division mm-hmm. within our community. And you know the crazy thing is brown people don't even much realize they black. <laughs> and I just laughing and you know and I'll tell them, do you know that you all are right. really black? Do you all know y'all are black <laughs> people's cousins? Y'all mm. come from us? We are the children of Israel. Do you all know this? You know, do you really know this? People don't know. People don't know because 
It wasn't taught to them. And if it was taught to them, they thought, well, maybe these people are crazy just trying to teach them. Um, everything we need is already inside of us. You can revitalize your own neighborhood. You can revitalize your own school system. I think that a community should be ran by the people that look like All them. Right. Mm -hmm. It should be ran by the people that look like them. So now we're going to get into these questions I must ask because, you know, I, I want people to, to really know who you are. Who is Janice? <laughs> Question number one. Who is well, Janice? Thought, well, you know, Janice, uh, man, she the is... The real Janice. The, the Janice, Janice, Janice Janice. Oh, my God. The Janice, I know. Man, Janice, yes. I mean, she's a very strong black woman. I mean, she's she's very vocal. Uh, she believes in what's right, uh -huh. and she's gonna speak up for what's right. You know, um, she's not intimidated by no one. Um, and I mean, I'm a person of truth, right? If I know a truth, I'm gonna speak a uh -huh. truth. Uh, I'm someone that you can trust. I mean, I'm I'm not uh -huh. going to bring any information to no one, and that's that's what I pray about. Let the information that I share with anybody be true information, accurate information. I don't want to be responsible for misleading someone down the wrong path. Um, I am not that person that, you know, um, that's going to jump on board because that's what everybody else is doing. That's that's just not who I am. Uh, and, you know, I'm, you know, I say, I'm an introvert, I'm an extrovert, but really I found out I'm an ambivert, right? That's that person that's in the middle. And uh -huh. um, you know, and I, I just, you know, I don't bother no one. I'm I'm I try to stay focused. I have a big old heart. I'm I'm a caregiver, you know, I take care of my dad. I care about people. I just care. You are a giver <laughs> of a community, Janice. Don't sugarcoat it. You're 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 a Give us yeah. a community. I just, but 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 you know, we when we, I think community is a word that it depends on how you look at it. That it can be redefined. You have your residential community. Uh, you have your community of different professionals, and um, I mean, it's just you know, when you say I'm a, a give of the community, I'm gonna give other people the community of people. I don't care what color they are, right? Um, yeah. Uh -huh. so. Question number two. What is your purpose, Janice? You know, I always talk to you about your purpose. What does Janice Thomas believe her purpose is? What is your purpose? I believe my purpose is just to exemplify life. And, you know, uh, you just being uh -huh. an example of living life to the fullest. And being able to move in my freedom, you know, that's that's who I that's what I believe my purpose is. You know, a lot of us, I you know, even I get hindered sometimes and hesitate uh, on my journey. But freedom and peace, man, that's me. And 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 I and I just want to exemplify that. Just be that. Um. And and just. I mean that's that's what it is. That's my purpose. I mean, I just want to exemplify what it means to be 
to move in your freedom, operate in your freedom and be peaceful and loving and caring. You know. That word that word exemplify. I always take a key word whenever I have guests on. It's always a word that jumps out to me. And that word exemplify grabbed mm-hmm. my spirit. And when you say exemplify, you know, I think of a, a powerful mm-hmm. mechanism, right? A mechanism. Exemplify. It means to show character. Mm-hmm. You you're showing character in ways that you wouldn't have thought it could be done given the fact where we grew up right right you know you you'll you'll never people would never guess that wow these women grew up in a ghetto in a hood but what they fail to realize is the most intellectual minds, the most free thinkers come out of the hood. You have your own Socrates that are right there in the hood. Um, third, Janice, I always ask you this, but tonight I want my listening audience to get a, get a visual like I have in my head what is your vision for your beloved community? Our beloved community. What is your vision, Janice? What What is your vision? Where do you see Fifth Ward at in the next 10 years? Well, I mean, my vision for the community, I already know that Fifth Ward definitely would not look like it did with us when we grew up. Um, I I do know and see that there's, there's a lot of development being created in Fifth Ward. And... Um, I mean, you. We, we want change. We want to prosper. We want to see uh, those those. I, I I see the the resources and services and activities and programs in Fifth Ward, and the vision for the people of Fifth Ward will will still be there. It'll be us. We'll be there. Being a part of that, you know, owning businesses in Fifth Ward. You know, basically. We need to buy back Fifth Ward, and that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna buy it back. One yeah, block at a time. I, they actually James. have a, a group out One. there that's actually buying buying back Fifth Ward, and you know, actually planning. You know, um, it's, a, it's there's a lot of activity out there. I mean, Fifth Ward is is just growing. I mean, the super neighborhood is very active. Uh, they got the um, CRC out there, they're very active. They just started Go Neighborhoods. They're active. I think they got probably two civic cl- clubs out there. So so they are active. And I mean, there's a lot of people that's actually coming together that 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 is very passionate about, you know, Fifth Ward and being a part of this change. Um, I think what, what has happened is they've accepted the fact that, you know, we can't stop it. It's going to happen. But let's let's get on board and let's let's share with them what we see uh, the vision of our community and what we value in our community, and you know what we actually want. So it's a lot of uh, great voices that speaking on behalf of Fifth Ward at this time, and um, you know 
being inclusive and 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 at the table and that's what's important uh with making change is is you know they are actually saying hey come talk to us tell us what you want what 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 can we do to help you right so they're actually inviting people to have those conversations with them and and it's very important that we bring our own seats mm-hmm. and our own tables because no one is going to save our community but us so it's important yeah it's good to sit down and and negotiate and talk to people but i think that the misconception is and you know this is my opinion this is my personal belief we always seem like we want to sit at their table i've mm-hmm. never wanted to sit at their table you never wanted to sit at their table. We always had our mm-hmm. own table to sit at, right? But right. our own ideas, right? So it's time for them to start well, you know, to I, sit I, at I, our table. You, know, <laughs> I'm, I, you don't have to welcome me and I'm going to come in anyway. You know, so... With my right. own seat and my own table. And you're going to hear me out. If I got to stand up on that table, you're going to hear me <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> You're going to hear me out. Number four, what inspires you? What inspires me? Hmm. I guess what I would say, I'm inspired just by, just by growth. You know, seeing, seeing something, seeing something that's nothing, you know, all of a sudden that changed and you created something, something beautiful, right? Just being able to take nothing and making something beautiful, uh-huh. and and you know the enjoyment of it, the the creation of it more than anything, right? Just being able to be to create that, and, right. and I'm so inspired by that. And you know, just like when I'm sitting with my grandchildren and stuff, and you know, and and we do different things, and and I love to watch their reaction, you know. And when they this morning they were fighting over me as a male and a female. You know, oh, Grammy loved me more. I'm like, no, I love both of y'all. So, you know, man, the 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 innocence and freedom that I see in children, that I mean, that that just resonates with me so well. I love that. And um, and when I think about mm. my own struggles, and that's what keep me in the struggle, is that if I can help them not have to go through what I went through. If I can help you uh, not go through what I've gone through, um, that's that's what I'm going to do, mm. right? And if I see you caught up in right. it, I'm like, you know, I've been there before, so I'm going to help you out because I know what that's like. I, you know, we, you know, I'm just inspired by, really inspired by my own ups and downs, really. <laughs> right. Your own flight. Yeah. Exactly. Your own journey. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have a journey and man, I mean, that struggle is something. And when I think about it and I can say, oh wow, I don't I would not want her to go through that. I would not want him to go through that. So yeah. Hmm. Janice. Hmm. What question number five? What's education to you? I know what you're gonna say, but what is education to you? Because we all know that education 
isn't for everyone. But picking up a book and learning something new could be very inspiring, right? Mm-hmm. So what is education to you? Education is learning. Education is learning, right? Mm. We learn something new every day. If we sit back, at the end of your day, if you sit down and you think about your day, you don't sit, you don't realize you learned something new that day. You know, every day I learn something new. Every day I learn something where what I thought was the right way was actually the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Education is just, it's continuing, continuing learning, right? right? So it's like in the legal profession, and they have this, these CLEs, and it's continuing learning education. Yeah. There's one thing about a, law, a doctor, one thing about a lawyer, they never stop learning. Mm-mm. We continue to, you know, especially like when we writing briefs and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, don't remind we me. We don't know briefs. how. We don't know how to stop researching. We don't know how to stop researching. We we dig deeper and deeper and deeper, and so you know, education to me is just learning. It's learning. You learning daily, and if we just look back on what we learned that day, what do you know? I I teach a. Uh, in the prison, I teach prison ministry, and I was facilitating a class. And with that, when when I went in, I would tell my guys, and I taught Mel, we're gonna wipe away everything you ever been taught, whether it came from your mother, your father, your uncle Joe, your aunt Sue, just <laughs> everything that you know. And and it's because I'm about to bring something, right? Uh-huh. I, I want you to be open. I don't want you to block out this new possibility because you got this old way of thinking, right? Uh-huh. Where did God tell us to be not transformed, to be transformed by the new of our minds, right? So right. you have to think different, right? So I say wipe out everything that you ever knew and we're going to start all over and let's see what we come up with. And so education to me is just learning. Just learning. That's it. You know what I tell It's not an institutionalized way of thinking and that's how I see when when we go to, you know, colleges and stuff like that to take a a, you know, in careers or whatever, (laughs) you know, it's like that's their way of thinking. So but it's it's the freedom to learn. Hmm. You know, I always say that some of the best lessons are not taught mm-hmm. in classrooms. They're taught outside. Exactly. They're taught outside because the universe is so powerful and it's so magnetic. And and I, I believe that four walls can't hold a brilliant mind, right? Right. Your four walls cannot just be into institutionalized right Right. and I know that that's a powerful word uh, institutionalized because you know a lot of our history is not taught in schools and they only institutionalize us with what they want us to know right what they feel that we should know but we as people as, as, as a lost generation of black people with great minds and great intellects need to start picking up books to read because everything that we need to know 
it's in a book that was hidden from us. And that's just how I, I view education. I, um, I, I, I believe that education is important, but in the same token, some of the most educated people I know have no degrees or no diplomas. It's going to miss a lot of people. <laughs> it's going to miss a lot of people. But some of the most educated people I know right. have no degree or no diploma. Right, right. Um, finally, question number six, you know, because we're going to close this up. Question number six. What is your hope for Phyllis Wheatley in the future? Well, my hope for Phyllis is like I shared with you in the beginning about the past and present of people that, that has come out of uh, Phyllis Wheatley High School is that it continued to produce those same people. Those people who will be a part of change and make change in our uh, community and our city uh, just throughout. I mean, because there's Phyllis Wheatley alumni everywhere. They're not just here in Houston, not just in the state of Texas. They just oh. they worldwide, right? And they are making change. And so, with Phyllis Wheatley High School, and many people, I mean, I know it's we say Wheatley, we shorten it, but I, you know, it's just so important to me with the school being named after a black poet. Oh. Um. I went back and read some of her poems and, and, and it was it was poetry and it was a mindset of freedom. And so to me, that's what Phyllis Wheatley exemplifies and people who have come out of Phyllis Wheatley exemplify is that freedom, that freedom to be whatever they desire to be and to be a part of change. And um, so that's what I see for Phyllis Wheatley. That I believe that's the future. Um, the name was staying, the school was staying, but you know it's going to be um, a product of producing the new generation. Uh, huh. <laughs> that is so true. Well, I mean, I. That's, that's powerful. That's very powerful. The new generation. Whitney Houston once said, I believe our children are our future. We teach them well and let them lead the way. And it's all about teaching. And you, my beautiful sister, you are that. You are a teacher. You have taught me so much. And that's why I am so honored to have had you on my show tonight. Anything that I can do, and you know I always keep my word. Um, anything I can do to help you on this journey, we'll do it together. Because I believe iron sharpens iron. Um, my closing remarks for tonight is um, go back in your community. There's a brilliant young man are brilliant young girls sitting on the porch, nothing to do with so many big ideas in that beautiful mind of theirs. And they're just waiting on that right person to tell them, I believe in you. We're all ghetto boys and girls of this world. 
And it, it was always someone that looked in us and saw a special piece of jewel. And they shined it for us. Let God be the love in your life. Let God lead you. May this journey your own be a blessing to others. May anyone you encounter be blessed. May anyone they encounter be blessed. And as always, in everything I do, I do it in love. I do it in hope. I do it with joy. I pray that my show touches someone and let them know that there is hope for anyone out there. May we keep God first and may blessings rain down free. And with that being said, good night. Thank you so much, Janice, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Good night, y'all.